you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. At the beach, at the ball game, and at your backyard barbecue. Listen to Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio wherever you go this summer. On your radio, online, or on the Sirius XM Ultimate Sports app. goes more looking 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 Fulton to the court of the end zone he wants Marshall touchdown Miami great catch what a throw right on the money now back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio I kind of missed the Bananarama from the first hour the cruel summer fantasy parody song I kind of missed on. that I kind of like that I I want to see. I'm I'm one of those kind of guys who because that's the other. Oh, song I know what kind of guy you to, are, Smith. Yeah, well, if you listen to to, to Sirius XM Fantasy two ten XM two uh, ten XM eighty seven, if you listen, you hear a lot of fun parody songs when it comes to fantasy football. And the mm-hmm. big one that has been running now is the fantasy football parody of Bananarama Cruel Summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those guys now. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna get some Bananarama songs off of iTunes and listen to them when I go work out or something. I'm gonna get um, uh, what was the uh, uh, Venus right? That was Bananarama. And they had another big one too that I can't think of. First of so first of all, you don't work out. Man, yes, I do. I do d- a lot of treadmill d- stuff. D- don't don't come on. I do a lot of treadmill stuff. Here, look at I just brought it up for you on YouTube. Is that Bananarama? Yeah, there's Venus. Venus. One of them was really hot. Really? One of the Bananarama. Well, there's two blonde ones. Yeah, and then there's the, yeah. You know, it was the brunette who was hot. Yeah, okay. it was a brunette who was hot. Wow, look at them all in those 80s clothes. That's Jeez. unbelievable. But what was Bananarama's other big song? Uh, we're gonna have to I don't remember. Can we talk about this after the show? I want to hey, talk fantasy. Se- I don't want to talk about Bananarama se- for crying one, out loud. You're the one that called up Bananarama's Venus well, video on the computer. One of the girls was good looking. She wow. is. <laughs> Anytime there could be the potential for good looking girls, you stop everything you're doing and say, oh, wait, 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 what's going on here? What's going on? Look, I live. Hey, Fabs, there's a briefcase full of money on here. There's all $100 I live bills. the fantasy life. So let's talk about Brandon Marshall because I know that you talked to my good pal, Jay Glazer, who's an NFL Network contributor and of course, on Fox Sports, about Marshall, and Jay had some really glowing words for B. Marsh. Yeah, way to, way to change the topic there, Fabs. Way to, just, just I, I, I have had to learn to do that working with nice. you. No, I got to talk to Jay Glazer when I filled in on uh, Fox Sports Radio uh, last week, and, and you see some reports on NFL.com now about Brandon Marshall and how he's the big star of Bears training camp. Alshon Jeffrey has looked good. He's got the inside track to be the number two receiver there, so which makes him more draftable in late rounds in uh, in some leagues. But Marshall looks like he could be one of those one-year wonders where he's back. He's always had issues with his quarterbacks, but now he's back with Jay Cutler, who he enjoyed the best success of his career with for one season I'm very confident he can stand upright and be the beast that he had been previously in his career. Marshall, for me now, is, is I think he's going to be a top-five fantasy wideout this year. He's a guy that, that in my league, 
me drafting, he's off the board by the end of the second round, beginning of the third round, because people are going to see this kind of rapport that he's got, and I think he's going to have that kind of season. He's going to have that kind of monster season for the Let Bears. me give you some numbers because you know I love the numbers. Brand Marshall in 2007 and 2008 was targeted 351 times, had 206 catches, 2,590 yards. In those two years, Jay Cutler was his quarterback, and Jeremy Bates was the quarterback's and or wide receivers coach in Denver. Marshall, of course, now a member of the Chicago Bears, whose quarterback is Jay Cutler, and Bates is the quarterback's coach. So, pretty good stuff there, and uh, some statistics that I think fantasy owners need to wrap their brain around. Now, our boy Rob Tuzay just sent me a AOL IM. Wow, you're IMing with guys during the show. We're going to have a little fun with you. Uh, From Twitter, DynastyFB sends this note. This dude on air is crazy thinking CJ2K will be available in round two. Oh, my God. Bush in third? Wow. I want to be in this guy's league. Wait, wait. In what league does he think Chris Johnson's going to be gone in the first round in? He just said he's not going to be even be available in the second round? Come on. He'll be av- Chris Johnson will be available in the second round. I of can't draft. argue with you anymore because arguing with you is getting me nowhere. It's so like you think talking he, you to think a he's wall. Be a, he, you think he's going to go? Do in the I first think round? he's a lock first round pick in a ten team league? No. Do I think he's a lock first round pick in a twelve team league? I lean closer to yes. Is he going to be off the board in the first eighteen picks so Jason Smith can't take him at nineteen? Yes. All right. Let's not get- even a question about it. Now let's go to the phones. Wow, you because are I don't want to have crazy. some fun with you. No, I think of the two of us, you, my friend, need to be in the white padded room in a straight jacket. You need Mark to be in, in the white Iowa room with black curtains. Has a keeper question, Mark? What's going on? Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, and uh, can you please straighten out Jason Smith here? <laughs> no problem, fellas. So I got a question. I'm in a 12 team keeper league. We keep three guys, two quarterback league. Um, my the keepers that I'm looking at, I got Tom Brady, Calvin Johnson. Andre Johnson or DeMarco Murray. Um, and my first pick's probably going to be Chris Johnson. Okay, so how many of these players can you keep? I can keep three. I got Brady, Calvin Johnson, and Andre Johnson, and DeMarco Murray is my four guys. I so, can keep three of those. Right, and you said you're going to be taking uh, who in the redraft? I'm, I'm going to get uh, oh, uh, Chris Johnson. Oh, so you're getting CJ2K. So. That's going to leave you, so you're set a quarterback with Brady. You would have Calvin and Andre Johnson at wide receiver. I mean, I like DeMarco Murray a lot, but based on the fact that, boy, that's tough. That's a tough one. Because I know, I'm kind of... We like see. Is it a PPR league? No PPR. No PPR league? Do, do we give Andre Johnson one more year, Smith, or it's do you just cut bait I, on I, him? I'm ready, I'm ready to cut bait on Johnson as an elite receiver. Because you can get, you can have Brady, Megatron, Andre Johnson, and then Chris Johnson. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's a lot of Johnson. I love DeMarcus. <laughs> That's a lot of Johnsons. <laughs> you know what, but, no, Smith? But here's the thing. I'm not going to take a guy, I'm gonna, just so I can have a funny name, and say, hey, look, I got Johnson, I got Johnson. I think this year you're going to see Andre Johnson take a dive back and become next year he's maybe a wide receiver too. He's on the wrong side of 30. He's injured. They've committed to run the football, number one. I, I just don't see suddenly Andre Johnson becoming a great fantasy wideout like he was in the past. Again, we've seen his best. We've seen his best. Have we seen DeMarco Murray's best? No, we have not. He's a guy on the way up. Andre Johnson, at best, is staying where he's at, potentially on the way down. So there you go, Mark. Uh, Jason right. Smith says keep Andre uh, – I'm sorry, keep DeMarco Murray. Dave in Rhode Island, let's continue to talk about Chris Johnson. Dave, welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, brother? The uh, song you were looking for, by the way, was uh, Cool Summer. Cruel we had summer. that one. We had no. We mentioned Cruel Summer. They had another one. They had Cruel oh, Summer. They had Venus, and they had another one. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, they I, had another one. I don't have a clue. Um, well, I like, knew that. The reason I'm calling Jason, uh, man, you're a frustrating cat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I heard a rumor. I heard I, a rumor. I, that was it. I heard a rumor. <laughs> I, I, sure, I, I seriously have to wonder if if uh, if Jason is just uh, being heavily medicated or. <laughs> I mean, there, there is zero chance, zero chance, unless you're playing with three-year-olds, that Chris Johnson is going to pick number 19. Uh, look, Chris Johnson right now is a mid-second-round guy. Are other people going to – tell he's not he's not a mid-second-round guy right now. I, I think he's I think he's late first, early second. Uh, he's a mid-second-round guy Early second right at now. worst. He's, well, it, well, are we talking 10-team league or 12-team league? Well, 10-team league, he's a mid-second-round guy. Both. 
Jason, you're good at what you do because you inspired a kook like me to call because I almost ran off the road. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously, I, um, I don't see any way. Chris Johnson is the fourth or fifth ranked running back on most people's boards. I just don't, unless you're just throwing things against the wall to see what sticks, I don't see how you can conclude that he would even remotely be there at pick number 19. Just, play play, play this happen. out. Okay. Play this, play this out with me now because you, you're talking about drafting now, and I'm talking about when most people are drafting, and that's going to be towards the end of this month after the third preseason week when most people are okay. going to do their drafts. Think yeah. about guys like Darren McFadden. Who's going, to, who's going to, for three weeks, at least show he's healthy. Think about DeMarco Murray, who could have a really big preseason and move up. Think about a guy like Trent Richardson, who could have a big preseason and move up. All these guys will move up ahead of Chris Johnson because the fantasy owner is going to think, boy, look at these guys. They're great. They're moving up. Chris Johnson's coming off a bad year. I don't know. Actually has, has had two down years in a row a little bit. I don't know. Chris Johnson has a better chance of being there at 19 just because of how things are going to play out during this preseason. Look, if Matt Forte suddenly starts getting all the carries and Michael Bush gets none, then guess what? Matt Forte is moving up back into the first part of the second round. So these guys are going, the chance of, when MJD signs, he's going to move up ahead of Chris Johnson. People are going to say, well, I'll take the former rushing champion than Chris Johnson. All these guys will move up. See, I'm like Butch Cassidy and Butch and the Sundance Kid. I got vision and the rest of the world's wearing bifocals. That's what's going on right now. Smith, I think you're absolutely positively you think, insane. You don't think anything I just said could happen? No. Well, oh, I crazy. mean, listen. You're nuts. Is there a you chance? Fantasy for a living. Is there a chance? I know, and that's why I know Chris Johnson's not going to be there at 19 overall. I'm can't, can't, is there is there a handful of leagues out there that Chris Johnson could last until the second round? Yeah, there's a handful of leagues out there where no one's going to draft Tom Brady in the first round. Maybe they're all Jets fans. I have no idea. But in the majority of fantasy leagues this year, redrafts. Chris Johnson will not be on the board at number 19 overall, and Reggie Bush will not be drafted or should not be drafted in the second or third round. Right. Dave, thanks for the call. Let's go on. We're, we're to not Mike. nearly done with this, Fabian. I'm not nearly done with you on this. Mike you refused to see logic. Mike in Cleveland. Uh, Chris Johnson available at number 19 overall. What are your thoughts, my friend? You know, honestly, uh, bounce back here for Chris Johnson, man. I mean, he's, uh, he's a hot commodity in, uh, in a lot of the finishing circles that I'm talking to. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm saying no way, man. I'm, I'm saying he's gone by the, you know, before the second round. Um, I, I would guarantee no about, way he's gone before the second round. I would guys, guarantee about 90, 99% of the people are going to call and say the same thing. You are all pod people. Mike. From <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers. What, what's your question? All right, this is what I got. Um, I'm in a 12-team keeper league. It's PPR. We can keep up to three guys with no penalty for drafting. My obvious keepers are going to end up being Calvin Johnson and uh, Ray Rice. And now I got to decide between Adrian Peterson and Matt Stafford. Oh wow! Well, and, to me, that's and not, also, that's not really a and also this actually may be uh, a factor. I might have the opportunity potentially to get like a, a Michael Vick and or an Eli Manning with my second pick. I'm drafting 11th in a snake draft. I, I look if. If you're talking between Stafford and Adrian Peterson, he's another guy, Adrian Peterson. We've seen the best of him. Likely going to yeah. start the season on the pup list, and you don't know how he's going to be able to bounce back. He, his, his game is big in, in those violent violent rushing style he has, a lot of cuts. You don't know how the knee is going to respond to that. Also, the Vikings are going to try to lessen his load a little bit when he does come back to keep him healthy. Matt Stafford became an elite fantasy player last year. He was your breakout guy last year, mm-hmm. Fabs, and now he's at worst the number five fantasy quarterback. So I think if you're talking about a choice between Adrian Peterson and Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford clearly is the guy. Proved he could stay healthy. It's the same team coming back this year. Great offensive system there. Maybe the running backs get healthy. Easy Matt Stafford over Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah I would agree with you. I have the opportunity with uh, a possible Eli and Michael Vick with uh, one of my first two picks. You know what? I, Stafford, I think, is... He's certainly better, I think, in fantasy than, than Eli Manning. Eli Manning is very good, but uh, he, he hasn't been great throughout his career. Stafford is young. He's got Calvin Johnson there. I think a lot of it depends on sort of what's going to be available in the redraft. So if you think you can get Michael Vick, guaranteed you're going to get Michael Vick in the redraft, then I would think maybe twice about keeping Adrian Peterson because this year you're probably going to see an off year because of the ACL surgery so so soon after uh, the end of uh, the 2011 campaign. But you should still get two good years from him, I would say, at 2013 and 2014. Maybe not great spectacular, and then he hits 30 and then sort of hits the cliff. 
So it, it depends on the chance. Like, is it a, a great chance you could get Michael Vick, or is it just a well, you know, he could be out there. I could get that's like, you know what kind of situation. That, that, that's is exactly that? what you have to think about. Yeah, because I think, Vic, think I think Vic has a big bounce back year too this year. Adam in DC has a PPR question. Adam, welcome that's to NFL hell, Fantasy Live. What's going on, my friend? So I am struggling with my second pick overall. Half point PPR. No keeper, and it's. I've got Ray Rice and Aaron Rodgers staring me in the face, and I just don't know what to do and where to go, depending on where the road forks. Help me out. When do I take a quarterback? Who should it be if I go with Rice? Well, let's put it this way. This year is going to be different than most in that the first round and what you do in the first round is almost going to entirely dictate what you do over the next few rounds. So... If you get Aaron Rodgers in the first round, as Jason Smith hopes to, because he loves Aaron Rodgers, I love Aaron Rodgers too. If you get Rodgers in the first round, you're not going to be even looking at a quarterback until late. So the second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, all running backs and wide receivers. I wouldn't even worry about a tight end unless Gronkowski slides to the end of the second round or Graham slides to the end of the second round. If you get an elite running back in the first round, say a Ray Rice, a LaShawn McCoy, and Arian Foster, well, then you can play with things a little bit. Look and see what the draft flow is. Uh, is are people grabbing quarterbacks like crazy? Is Tony Romo going off the board in like the second or third round? Are people overvaluing the position too much? Then you know what? Let people do it. Let them do it. And then when round five or six comes over and, and Phil Rivers is there, take him. Or if Rivers goes in the round in round four or five and you can't get him, wait a little bit more. I love Ryan Matt Ryan this year. I think he could be fantastic and a number one fantasy quarterback. I think Ben Roethlisberger can be very good as a number one fantasy quarterback. Not elite. Not elite, not Aaron Rodgers, not Drew Brees, but very good for where you're going to draft these guys. So again, the first round, you get a quarterback, you wait on that position until the middle to late rounds to take a backup, you focus on running backs and wide receivers from round two to five, maybe get a tight end in there if it's one of the two elite guys. If you take a running back in round one, play what happens in your draft flow. If people are waiting on quarterbacks, you know what? Maybe you can snag someone terrific like a Stafford at the beginning of the second round, like a Newton in the beginning of the second round. But if people are going crazy on that position, wait, there's going to be value there. Yeah, that, that's the thing, and that's one thing that's become a little bit harder to do with people doing online drafts, something I always like to do uh, previously. You know, when it's a big running back-dominated league, I like to think, okay, I'm going to take all my running backs, wide receivers, and get a quarterback late. I would always make a mark, and I would write down all the teams in the league and next to my computer. And when someone took a quarterback... I would just put a check mark next to it if I had time to write down the quarterback's name they took. Just so I know that after the midway point of the third round, I'm like, okay, 11 out of the teams have a quarterback now. So no one's taking a quarterback for at least four or five You absolutely have to do that. So I know I'm safe not having to worry about taking a quarterback for another four or five rounds. Then when I start seeing guys, a couple of guys will take their second quarterbacks. Then I'll go get my first quarterback. And then maybe I'll come back with my second quarterback right away, depending on it. But try to do that if you can so you know everybody that's already taken a quarterback because you know then that no one's doing it. Now, if you're still in the third and fourth round and only six teams have taken quarterbacks, well, then you know there's going to be quarterbacks coming off the board the next three, four rounds. So if you want a guy, you might have to jump up and grab him. So that that's that situation there. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano here, Series 210, XM87, NFL Fantasy Live. Get some questions coming off of Facebook here. Uh, you want to get in as well, like us on Facebook right there from our producer, Rob Tuzay, has sent it to us. Matt sends a Facebook question that says, if you're drafting 12th in a 12-team PPR league, what do you suggest with the 12th and 13th picks? So he's picking last in the 12-team PPR league. What do you suggest with the 12th and 13th picks? 12-team PPR, and 12 he's team basically PPR. got the last pick he's of the first round. He's got the last round. pick of the first round and the first pick of the second round. Immediately, I think— I'm probably, going, I'm probably going running back and wide receiver unless, again, a Stafford and Newton falls to me, yeah. and I can grab them at the beginning of the second round. So it would be—to me, it would probably be a running back and a wide receiver. Yeah, I'm thinking— In Ryan, either order, who cares? Ryan Matthews, Calvin Johnson. Right. I'm thinking that that's kind of where you're going to be. Chris, I think know. Ryan Matthews might even be gone at that point, and Calvin Johnson might even be gone at that point, too. So I think you're looking more at Jason, Chris Johnson, yeah. or Larry Fitzgerald. Uh Maybe, MJD even, might maybe be even there. an MJD. MJD, well, I mean, he will definitely be there. Dylan what, Milner wants a, to... What about a Wes Welker in a PPR? Wes Welker at this. You get like a Ryan Matthews and Wes Welker. I don't know that I'd want to take Welker twelve or thirteen. I yeah, like I like Welker. But you know, but you know, if you're the last pick in the in in the league, 
uh, if you get tw- uh, last in the first, first in the second, he's not going to be there by the time. Uh, I think I can get. Know, I, I can get. I can get Larry Fitzgerald. I'd rather have Larry Fitzgerald there. I, I really would rather have. And Welker is fantastic. Just keep this in mind. He'll probably catch 100 balls this year, which he's done every year since he's been with New England outside of the ACL season. He's well, who's not, throwing to Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald's going to get a couple of the deep balls, a couple of the touchdowns. I'll tell you something. He, he might have like 70 catches. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, no matter who's throwing him the football, always produces good numbers, it seems like. Last year, if you look at the numbers, he played in 16 games last season, right? Uh, eight of those games, Kevin Cobb led the team in pass attempts. Fitzgerald averaged 82 yards and scored twice. And the other games where John Skelton led the team in pass attempts, Fitzgerald averaged 94 yards and scored six touchdowns. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I'd rather have John Skelton if I'm a Larry Fitzgerald owner, clearly from those numbers. But I just to me, Fitzgerald's a guy who's going to catch 80, 90 balls, and he's going to score more touchdowns than Wes Welker just based on the fact that Brandon Lloyd's there this year, and that is going to be a guy who's going to really put a little bit of a chink into Wel- Welker. Welker had 122 catches. I know, but you're looking at the past. You're hey, if at he the drops past. down to 100, he's – oh, no, wait. He's still going to be really that, good. He's still going to have 100. <laughs> That's in an offense yeah. where they had Deion Branch and Chad Johnson or Ocho yeah. Cinco or whatever the hell his name was. I, I'd, I, Larry Fitzgerald's been, best year was 103 catches. Yeah, but his he's also going to put up 1,300, 1,400 yards, and he's going to put up somewhere between 8 and 10 touchdowns. Right, no, I, I get it. But Welker's still going to have 1,000 yards receiving, and, and – uh, the the PPR league is what I'm saying. Right. I, no, I yeah. think Last I think in the PPR. League, I think I mean, Welker in a second round in a PPR league makes total sense. I just don't know 12 or 13th overall. I don't know that I'm going there. NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius 210 XM 87. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and the dulcet tones of our producer Dylan 49ers Rule Milner. Sirius 210 XM 87. Want to get in 888 XM Fantasy. And we're going to have. Ian Rappaport coming up here yep. to talk about Chris Johnson a little bit more, ironically, because yep. Ian was has been at Titans training camp, and uh, he's got some news that you'll definitely want to hang around for. Yeah, I'm going to do that, and also we're going to get into what our mock draft, our two-round mock draft held by all our fantasy experts here at NFL Network, NFL.com, how that shook out yesterday, some questions. You're going to see where guys are going, where guys are trended right now. We'll have that coming up next here on Series 210, XM87. The reason I'm calling Jason now, man, you're a frustrating cat. <laughs> wow. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. That was it. I heard a rumor. <laughs> I, I, ser- I, I seriously have to wonder if if uh, if Jason is just if being heavily medicated or... I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, there, there is zero chance, zero chance unless you're playing with three-year-olds that Chris Johnson is at pick number 19. You know, here's the thing. I get made. You know what? They, they made. Don't all geniuses get made fun of with their ideas in the in the beginning? Oh, that guy's crap. Oh, plane travel. That's oh, never going to work. Boy. Oh, okay. Internet. Like people are going to get on something called a computer and instant message people. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius 210 XM 87. The number is 888 XM Fantasy. What that's all about is we've been having a big disagreement today. Like we had the Reggie Bush disagreement last week on the round he was going to be drafted. Chris Johnson, I think he's a bounce back guy. I think he's going to wind up being the number one overall running back when it comes to fantasy points this year. I think that that kind of season is in store for him. And we debated on his draft position. And I said, you know what? Mid to late second round? The possibility exists that Chris Johnson could be there. And Michael Fabiano says, oh, no, you're crazy. Hey, the, po- the-, the possibility might things. exist that I'm going to date Kate Upton, but no, it's probably not going to happen. There's no possibility of that. There's, I, 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 I am, I am very confident in saying it's stronger for Chris Johnson. But now, let, let's because we're going to hear from Ian Rappaport, who's going to check in from Titans camp on Chris Johnson in a couple seconds. We did our... First, or our latest fantasy mock draft here at NFL Network the last couple of days. Uh, you and I, Fabs, and Adam Rank, and Matt Money Smith, and Dave Damashek, all the guys from NFL Fantasy Live. And we did a 10 team, two round mock draft. Now we're going to tell you where everybody went, where everybody was slotted, answer some questions here, and I'll tell you why, just why Chris Johnson, the possibility exists he could be there at number 19, let's just say overall, 18, 19 overall. First round went like this Arian Foster, LaShawn McCoy, Aaron Rodgers, Ray Rice, Cam Newton. That's the top five right there. Cam Newton, Tom Brady could have been either one, Drew Brees, but Dave Damaschek went with Cam Newton at number five. So Foster, McCoy, Rogers, Ray Rice, Cam Newton. Rest of the first round goes Tom Brady, 
Drew Brees, Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Chris Johnson. All right, so not bad. I think a little early but for Chris Johnson, but if you're drafting back-to-back and you want Chris Johnson, take him there at number 10 because he's not going to be there later on. Now, round two is where things get interesting. The draft at 10 spot went Chris Johnson, then it went Larry Fitzgerald, Ryan Matthews, MJD, Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski. So we had two tight ends come off the board here at 14 and 15. Right? Then you went 16 through 20, Darren McFadden, Matt Forte, Trent Richardson, Roddy White, Andre Johnson. All right, mm-hmm. so there's your two-round mock draft. We'll go in, in groups of five here until, and, and, and see what stands out here. So the first five picks, as we said, Foster, McCoy, Rogers, Rice, Cam Newton. A little early for me for Cam Newton at number five. Yep. I'd rather go with a more proven commodity like Tom Brady, Tom Brady or Drew Brees. Newton's one of those guys, Fabs, if he's there the end of the first round and I need a quarterback, I'll take him. Because I don't want to lose him just because of that potential, what he did last year. But I think mm-hmm. five is too early for Cam Newton. No, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, if you look back at the history of the National Football League and the quarterbacks who rushed for double-digit touchdowns in a single season, every single one of them saw a very significant decrease the next year. And the Panthers have Mike Tolbert. So temper your expectations. I always say that for fantasy owners. Temper your expectations. He had 14 last year. I'd say he has eight this year, and that's a very good season. All right, so you get to 6 through 10. It goes Brady, Breeze, Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. Again, pretty much according to plan. You, you see how the end of that first round goes. You could really split hairs between Brady and Breeze. Some people are going to take Brady. Some people are going right. to take Breeze. There's nowhere to go really wrong there. But now you see Matt Stafford and that season he had last year, Fabs, and, and he's become that other elite-level quarterback, those top five. We see the top five change from year to year, Mm -hmm. but now Stafford is firmly entrenched in there. Do you see him moving up even past any of those other guys, or is is he coming off the board after Breeze, Brady, and Rodgers? Stafford's Stafford's four on my list at quarterback. So I I think the top top three guys, you know it's Rodgers, number one, and it's either Brady or Breeze at two or three, correct? Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any discussion about that. I think I'd rather have, I know I'd rather have Stafford than Cam Newton because I think Cam's rushing totals are going to drop this year, especially the touchdowns. Whereas I think Stafford could drop a little bit. You can't go in and expect him to throw for five thousand yards and forty touchdowns again, but can he go for forty-seven, forty-eight hundred yards and somewhere in the mid thirties and TDs? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and he's also got Calvin Johnson, the X factor there. Um, I think Stafford's four, Cam's five. Both guys coming off the board somewhere in the late first round. Damashek took Cam Newton at number five. I just think that's too soon. All right, now we get through 11 through 15, start of the second round. That went like this. Larry Fitzgerald, Ryan Matthews, mm-hmm. MJD, Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski. Right. You expect Matthews to go somewhere around that 9 through 12 slot. Larry Fitzgerald as well. Ma- Matthews could go sooner, too. He could, yeah. He, he could go yeah, sooner. Because he, he's that running back after Foster, McCoy, and Rice that you say, okay, he's the guy I'm going to go all in on because he's he has that breakout potential this right. year. But then you look at MJD, who lasts until the 13th pick. And mm-hmm. this, this tells you how nervous people are about sure. him right away. Because we're still in early August. There's still so, many, so much time there. Mm-hmm. But everybody hears stuff about MJD, and suddenly now he's a, this is the defending rushing champion. You expect a little bit of a bounce from him this year. That he's not going to have quite the year he had last year. But he's already in the early part of the second round. What's yep. the, you know, you're going to see him go down. If you like MJD and you think this is going to happen for him and he's going to come and you're going to get him as a, as a value pick, eventually he'll, he'll slide down towards the end of the second round. If he's not in camp but by it, the third week, he's, he, he could be a third rounder. Caveat. Um, yes, I agree with you, but people also thought they were getting a bargain last year when Chris Johnson fell to them at that same area in the second round, and that turned out to be an absolute disaster. So any way you slice it, Maurice Jones-Drew is a risk-reward pick. You are either going to get burned by it or you're going to look like a genius. He's got to, for me to draft him, he's got to come into camp in the next week or two. He's got to come into camp where he can play three games and have a lot of training camp because it, it's going to get to a point where I'm not going to say I'm going to set a drop-dead date, but if he's not in by a certain time in August, I have to take him and make him undraftable because mm-hmm. I'm not going to gamble on him. I'm not going to gamble early on and hope that he's a, he becomes that guy when I don't know if he is or not. Yeah. So that, that's a big thing for MJD. Yep. You saw the tight ends come off the board at 14 and 15, mm-hmm. Graham and Gronkowski. That's going to happen. Whether you want to take tight ends in the second round, whether you want to take one of these guys in the second round, both of them are going to come off the board in the second round. So you mm-hmm. either have to love them and take them or realize, all right, I'm not going to get him anywhere else, and I'll get another tight end later on. Mm-hmm. Tight end position is pretty deep. 
I mean, you're not going to get Graham Gronkowski production fabs from, from anybody else, but you can still get pretty good production down the road. There's still seven or eight other guys out there that are going to be oh, really good. Absolutely. You get Fred Davis, I think, in the eighth, ninth, or tenth round, honestly. Yeah. I think Jason Witten could fall into the sixth or seventh round in a lot of leagues. And two years ago, he was the top scoring tight end in fantasy football. Antonio Gates, risk-reward pick, right? But all reports out of San Diego is that he looks great. He seems like he's over the foot problems that have plagued him over the last couple of years. If you get him in the late fifth, early sixth, that could turn into a bargain too. So don't get caught up in that tight end run, which is, is inevitably going to happen in the second round with Gronkowski and Graham in some order. Don't go crazy and think, I've got to get Gates now. I've got to get Aaron Hernandez now. Hold your horses. Wait on that position because I can guarantee you, you need to put this as part of your draft strategy. Wait on a tight end if you don't get one of the two elite guys until at least round five, round six, and you can even wait into round eight or round nine. I'm telling you right now. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano here, Series 210, XM87 from the NFL Network and NFL.com as we break down our first two rounds. Why is Harrison calling draft. me right now? Elliot no, Harrison no. is calling you. He's the, calling our third me. member of this team, who is on vacation right now, knows when the draft is on, and he's calling you. I'm going to text him. He knows back. we're on the air. Yeah. He knows we're on the air. Harrison is just, he, I love him, but he's uh, hes a space cadet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get to the uh, the final five picks of the second round as we take a look at our, our two-round mock draft done yesterday. Uh, last five picks of the round went this way. Darren McFadden, Matt Forte, Trent Richardson, Roddy White, Andre Johnson. A lot of question marks there. Yeah, and... A lot of question marks there. Mary Kay Cabot from the Cleveland Plain Dealer just tweeted out that Richardson's dealing with some soreness in his surgically repaired knee and might not play in the preseason opener. That doesn't mean that you should throw up the red flag and say, Richardson, avoid him! (laughs) But we should monitor that because he's going to see a big workload and hopefully that knee is... Uh, sort of just a little bit sore and a little rest will cure what ails him. Yeah, and, and I guess this shows you where you can see where the sure things stop in fantasy this year. And right they stop the real quick. Pick. They go from Gronkowski to McFadden. All right, That's where it was in this draft. Right around 15 is where you say, okay, you know what? The sure things are all gone, and now I have to go take some guys and have to take chances. Because you're taking a chance taking Darren McFadden there. Yeah. You know, would I rather take Darren McFadden at 16 or DeMarco Murray? I'd rather take DeMarco Murray, but DeMarco Murray comes with risk, too. Matt Forte, love Matt Forte. If this, if he didn't get hurt last year and, and he was the guy in the, in the Bears' backfield, he's a first-round pick. But now the presence of Michael Bush, mm-hmm. he's a risk. Trent Richardson is a rookie. Roddy White, you think, is going to be good again because he's been good every single year, but Julio Jones is getting more and more responsibility with the Falcons' offense. Andre Johnson, you took him with the last pick of the second round, mm-hmm. and he could be someone that this year falls off a cliff and becomes a wide receiver too next Risk year. reward. This There's is a where lot it's of at. that. 15 is that limit right There's there. There's a lot of guys out there. I, I've never seen a season in fantasy football where you had this many risks in the first like couple of rounds. I, and, and again, I love Ryan Matthews this year. I think he's going to have a great breakout season. But you have to consider him at least somewhat of a risk, Jason, because he was good last year, but he wasn't first round good, and you're going to have to grab him in the first round this season. Is he going to be worth that price tag? Adrian Peterson, Darren McFadden, Matt Forte, the the list goes on and on. Is Cam Newton going to be the same as he was last year? Probably not. 370 fantasy points two years in a row. Is Matt Stafford going to be the same? A lot of question marks. Don't ever think that anything is guaranteed uh, outside of Arian Foster, I think, is guaranteed. Ray Rice is guaranteed. I think LaShawn McCoy is guaranteed. Uh, I think the top three quarterbacks are guaranteed with Brady, with Breeze, and, and with Aaron Rodgers. I think Calvin Johnson is guaranteed unless the Madden curse bites him in the, in the keister. <laughs> Even Rob Gronkowski. Is he guaranteed, Jason? No. 18 touchdowns. See, we, we talk about we talk 18. about Wes Welker losing some value because of Brandon Lloyd. Gronkowski's going to lose value because of Brandon Lloyd. He's also going to lose value because, number one, He's not going to have the year he had last year. You know, like, like Cam Newton's not going to run for 14 touchdowns. Gronkowski's not going to have that kind of season. Okay, so But now you also throw in the mix here. He really became the number one guy there when Hernandez got hurt. Mm-hmm. Week three, week four, he was and Hernandez was out of the lineup for about five or six weeks, and Gronkowski became the guy. Even when Hernandez came back, he became the guy. Let me, but now other teams okay. are going to start game planning for the Patriots. They're going to game plan for Gronkowski. So right. his numbers are going to take a bit of a dip because of all of those So, things. So let me ask you a question. Saying what you just said, mm-hmm. and I agree with you, teams are not going to let Gronkowski beat them as often as they did last year. Is it 
completely out of the realm of possibility in Jason Smith's crazy world where Chris Johnson is still available at the 19th overall you pick. You are you're crazy. Well, all right. That Aaron Hernandez scores more fantasy points than Rob Gronkowski this year. Oh sure, I could see that easily. They like that's what I'm saying. You can take a, you can get a tight end later. Now, you he never will be know. the third guy off the board of tight ends. Hernandez will be the third guy off. The, I think he comes off the board ahead of Jason Witten. Ahead of Jason Witten? Yeah, yes. I think Hernandez is off the board ahead I think, of Jason I, Witten. Yeah, no, I agree with you, too. I agree with you, too. And that's another funny thing. How many how many years have you seen two tight ends ranked in the top five in the same year in fantasy football? Yeah. Never. No. Never. It's never happened that yeah, way. Yeah, we've never done that. that. But that's Bill Belichick now because teams are saying, oh, look at this crazy. All they're doing is signing tight ends and playing tight ends. And now teams are saying, hey, wait a minute. If uh, – if Belichick is signing tight ends, we should probably go out and get a bunch of them. So now you're <laughs> seeing this, we're going to be in the age of the tight end now. Like yeah. I said, there's seven or eight guys out there, more tight ends that you can get with good production, and w- no one's taking more than one tight end. Yeah. So you know that if you have a list of, say, ten guys that mm-hmm. you want, and if they're coming off the board, as long as you know you're going to get the, your one guy, you're okay. Don't go crazy and tight end-wise. people are copycatting the, the Colts, Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener. They're talking about running a lot of two tight end sets. Yep. All right, let's go to one call before we have to go to the break here, Jason. And Mike in Virginia has a keeper question. Mike, welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. Hi, guys. Hi, I'm in a 12-team standard scoring four keepers, and I've got Breeze, I've got Rice, Calvin Johnson, and for my fourth, I'm wondering if I should keep Jermichael Finley or throw him back and just take the third-round pick. Oh, cer- oh yeah. certainly throw yeah. Finley back. I, I think I think I, he's clearly has upside. He was really inconsistent last year. You like the eight touchdowns that he scored, but he was so inconsistent. I, he's not worth a third-round pick. Okay. Now, I guess my uh, the glitch in my scoring system would be that we start two tight ends. Oh, okay. Oh, well, all right. That's a okay. little bit different. But okay. still, for a thir- but still, we talk about value for tight ends. You can get somebody better for the rest of your team in the third round and get a tight end later are on. You, are you required to start two, or do you have the option to start two? Uh, you're required to start two. Okay, so that position is going to be a little bit more heavily valued than in other leagues. Where, for example, because I don't play in any of these leagues, so I clearly am not an expert in this. You, you know, know more about this than I do. What sort of tight ends are coming off the board in the second and third rounds of your draft? Uh, right now, I would, I would think that the top five are going to be gone by the third. The top round. five will be gone in the third round. So you'll have Gronkowski gone. So so Finley, if you consider him a top five, I think well, he's right outside of my top five. He's right in that mix. He'll, was, you think he'll be gone in round three? Right. I was thinking about targeting like Vernon Davis, and then. Mm-hmm. Him up with uh, some lower round picks like uh, Jared Cook. Right, Kyle Rudolph is another guy who's starting to fly uh, under the radar. Been been very good in camp. I would still release Finley because if you can still get that level of value in the third round, right. maybe you're going to do better than Finley. Maybe you can get a Vernon Davis, for example. So I think I would release Finley back into the pool of available players uh, for a third round pick. All right, guys, thanks a lot. You got it. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're talking about a third round pick. You're talking. See, about that's the thing too. Much better. Like much fantasy better football, there's so many different leagues. Like that guy is more of an expert in where a tight end is going to get drafted in his league than we are. We don't play in leagues where you're required to start two tight ends. But I can tell you this, based on what he said, I think Finley in the third round is still someone I'd let go back into the into the free agent pool. Because he's saying that there are going to be players of equal, similar value at that position still on the board. And maybe he gets lucky and gets somebody who's a little bit better. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano here, NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210, XM87. Coming up next, the big news of the day. Terrell Owens is a Seahawk. What is his fantasy value? What does this mean if you want to draft T.O. or Chad Johnson or Randy Moss, one of those over 35 wide receivers who look good on your fantasy team back in 2006? We'll answer those questions and more coming up next, Series 210, XM87. Eighties rock bands and fantasy football are a match made in heaven. You are listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com here for you, answering your questions, all the big fantasy news, and yes, hair metal, Star Wars, 
and <laughs> fantasy foot. That's that's really kind of what we do here, right? We the, absolutely do that. It is an absolute geek fest, but we always have fun. Yeah, we always have, fun. especially Make, with you making your crazy. You're, yeah, okay. You know what? Here, here's what's been going on. We'll get to To in a second here. All day. We're talking about Chris Johnson. I think he's a big bounce-back guy. I, my bold prediction for this year is he winds up being the number one running back in fantasy football. And I think there's a distinct possibility that, depending how things go in the preseason with other running backs doing well, Chris Johnson, coming off a bad season, will be there around the 18th or 19th pick for you. And suddenly, you and everybody else, is like, it's like I said, well, I, I would take Ben Tate ahead of Arian Foster. You guys are nuts. You guys aren't seeing how the draft board's going to go, how the room is going to be, how the next two or three weeks is going to play out, Fabs. You don't see You don't have the vision. There's some guys in white coats coming through the door. Dylan, can you let them in and... Let them take Jason over to the padded room downstairs. Wow. You know, you, you know, you know what? If, if, if but you you love Chris Johnson so I much that you Chris think Johnson. he's going to be the number one overall running back, and you still think he's going to be available with one pick left in the second round. I don't. I don't think anybody else is. I don't. I don't know how many people agree with me on this. I'm okay with where I'm at on Chris Johnson, where I believe on him. Now that being said, if I'm picking tenth and eleventh. In, in the first round, and all the other guys are gone. You know, everybody else is gone that I like. Am I going to take Chris Johnson there? Yeah, sure. Am I going to take him at number two? No, because I'll take Arian Foster. I'll take Aaron Rodgers at number two because, you know I mean, I take quarterbacks over running backs. I'll take Aaron Rodgers at number two and say, okay, I'll wait because the possibility exists that he could be there for me at 18 or 19. The other guys aren't going to be, but they might be. And look, you don't know how, how the next couple weeks are going are gonna to unfold. If DeMarco Murray, Trent Richardson, McFadden, these guys have good preseasons, suddenly they're going to shoot up and they're going to be taken ahead of Chris Johnson because bottom line, people can think that Chris Johnson's going to be a bounce-back guy all they want, like I do. But when it comes to it, if these guys have great preseasons, they're going to rise up other people's draft boards and they'll be taken earlier in the second round than normal. That's just how the world is. See, I know how the world works. You need me next to you at all times. If I if I was next to you at all times, you'd have been. I'd have you married with five kids, living in a mansion, and doing fantasy football. I like the life. mansion and fantasy football thing, but I definitely don't like the, the married and five kids. No, thank you. You don't like. No, you don't want. You don't want to be married with five kids. No, you wouldn't marry Kate Upton and have five kids. Well, maybe, but that's okay. not going to happen. Just like Chris Johnson's not going to be available at the nineteenth overall pick. Oh, wow, you just, wow. Same okay. kind of thing. All right. Same kind of thing. All right, that's fine. You know, that's if, fine. Hey, Kate Upton. We'll agree to disagree. We uh, we absolutely we'll will, and we'll, we'll, have, we'll have some fun with this throughout the year, and uh, you'll owe me a couple more lunches. But on the line now, we have NFL Network reporter Ian Rappaport. Ian, welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. This is Michael Fabiano and Jason Smith. How you doing, my man? Hey, sorry, I was trying to avoid you guys. I put my phone away. I was trying to yeah, hide. Yeah, what's going on, dude? <laughs> God, man, this is fantasy football. This is huge. It's all about fantasy. I, I, I got caught up in. Uh, I got caught up in the Bucks practice, and uh, yeah, but uh, my apologies. What's going no, on? No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, really, the reason I wanted to talk to you, and we've been talking about Chris Johnson this whole show, is that you were at Titans camp last week, and I remember seeing you talk about Chris Johnson uh, yeah. and how he's looked. Why don't you give the fantasy fans out there sort of the inside scoop on how he looked in practice and what are your expectations for CJ2K this season? Well, I mean, I, I thought he looked great. Um, I, you know, I was kind of blown away by how he looked because you know you watched last year and you get. I mean, you know, it's funny. He actually had a thousand yards last year. I, I forgot that, but he did. Um, and you know, you just get used to seeing him a certain way. You know, kind of a little slow, kind of stutter stepping in the hole, and you know, a totally decent, you know, slightly below average back. Um, you forget how amazing he was. You know, you forget that he gained two thousand yards and you know, one of the fastest guys I've ever seen. And then I'm watching him in practice, and it's like I'm watching a different guy. I mean, and it's, it's funny because, you know, it wasn't even that he was going full speed. It was that he was just faster than everyone else at half speed. You know, that was really the thing. Um, yeah, and interesting talk with him afterwards, too, just about how much it takes to get ready for an NFL season. Um, he said it takes the entire camp. So last year, he, you know, in a contract dispute, he showed up late. And he just never felt like himself. You know, he tried to kind of say it, and then he was like, you know what? He's like, it's not true. I just, he's like, I never felt right. And, you know, he hurt his team a lot and kind of killed a bunch of fantasy teams, too. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, uh, as far as uh, some other news there with the Titans go, we heard Jake Locker has the inside track to the number one job here. Any way he loses it? Um. It would, I think it would be difficult. Um, you know, look, it's a, it's an interesting sort of multifaceted process because on one hand, um, the Titans want their 
organization to go in the right direction. You know, as one team source told me, you know, we'd like the starter to be Jake. I mean, that's the thing. You'd like Locker to to progress enough and show you enough where, you know, you, you install him as a starter and he's your guy for 10 years. Um, so, so that's what they would like. The problem is if he doesn't give you the best chance to win now, then you're really doing everyone a disservice. So I think if it's even – then you go with Locker. If he wins the competition, you go with him, obviously. Um, but, you know, if Hasselbeck is clearly, clearly the best choice, then you, know, you put Locker on the bench for another year and, you know, you see what happens. I mean, he wouldn't be the first highly touted guy to sit and wait. Um, but I know it's not what the organization wants. And what did you see, if anything, from Kenny Britt out on the field? And what are you hearing about a potential suspension? Uh let me let me go back to one thing I was gonna say about Locker just quickly because I kind of mm-hmm. forgot it. And for since it is a fantasy show, I know this is important. Um, Hasselbeck would be a very intriguing pick for someone because Locker runs around a lot and is athletic and gets hit, and he's going to get injured. I mean, that's basically the assumption that the team is making, which is why I don't okay. think they're going to trade him. So fantasy wise, Hasselbeck is an, would be a great backup because Locker's going to get hit. Anyway, um, now you mentioned Kenny Britt. So I saw him work out. Uh, he looks like a truck. I mean, the guy's built. Um, he looks fast. He's pleasantly surprised with how his recovery from both of these surgeries is going. Um, I think they're actually being cautious now, literally just for the sake of being cautious, because um, it's been so eye-opening how quickly he's gotten ready. Um, you know, there is the talk of a suspension. Um, I think he, you know, it's definitely possible that he gets one. Um, but, you know, this team drafted Kendall Wright, I think, as a team they're in position to withstand a game or two games or three games. The problem is is that he's, up, he's been arrested like eight times, um, yeah. maybe on a different scale from everyone else. NFL.com's Ian Rappaport is with us. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com here on Sirius 210 XM87. Now, Ian, you're in Bucks camp now, and one of the conversations Fabs and I had earlier in this hour is about the value of Vincent Jackson. Uh, potentially, mm-hmm. he's a he's a he's a risk reward type player because with a new start here in Tampa Bay, he could potentially be close to the player he was in San Diego. What have you seen out of him so far? Uh, I'm actually in Chiefs camp now. I was in Bucks yesterday. Um, I'm oh, watching but, yeah. the Cardinals and Chiefs do a joint practice. But um, you know, Vincent Jackson looks fantastic. I mean, I'm you know, I don't really know how else I can say it except it's absolutely everything you'd think he was. I mean, he, you know, my my favorite thing to see during practice was you know, it was a goal line situation. I think they were on the 15 um, or red zone situation. They're on the 15, and um, you know, Josh Freeman drops back and sees Vincent Jackson and kind of lofts it up to him, and Jackson and uh, a cornerback collide midair. And it looked, you know, it's a clear jump ball, 50-50. And, of course, Vincent Jackson comes down with the ball and kind of trots laughing back to the huddle, and then the cornerback limps to the sidelines because he just got hit by a 230-pound man. Um, <laughs> Vincent Jackson looks like a beast. He really does. All right, Ian, and, I I think, and, and I think he's – and I just quickly, guys, and I think he's – He's having a good effect on Mike Williams, who destroyed my fantasy team last year. Um, <laughs> Williams says he's in the best shape of his life, and he's starting to understand how to prepare. So late-round guy, that wouldn't be a bad value pick. And, Ian, uh, just so you know, if you don't know already, that uh, we are going to be setting up fantasy football leagues for all of the NFL.com and NFL Network talent. And I'm going to make oh, sure no. you're involved in that, my friend. You will be in there with some of the other reporters, oh, this, like Michelle Beisner. Be I suck oh, at it. Oh, it'll be I'm, fun. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have my brother co-GM with me, so he tells me you can uh, do that. what to do and what not You can to do, do that. that right, believe do me, that. if you think Warren Sapp's running his own team or Marshall Fox <laughs> running his own team, it's not happening. Those guys have gym. Rich Eisen actually runs his own team, yes. but a lot of guys that, have the GMs. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, man, thank you so much for coming along, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Sorry for hiding for you guys from you guys for so That's long. That's okay. That's right. Thanks, Ian. There goes right. Ian Rappaport, NFL.com. Thanks a bunch. But you know, I, I like we gotta get to TO here in a second, but uh, I like Josh Freeman as potential, you know, buy low guy. You good know, sleeper. Get him in this right. as my second quarterback and maybe he turns into something this year. He's the guy in that Bucks team that I'm I'm the I'm the most intrigued about to draft is Josh Freeman. Well my for me it's Doug Martin. Uh he's been drawing Reviews like that of Ray Rice and Maurice Jones-Drew. You know, he's a smallish back, but he's a three-down back who can pick up blitzes, and he's just going to stay on the field. And his value is rising, although if you look at Buccaneers.com, LeGarrette Blunt is listed as the number one running back on the depth chart. That's going to change. So, 
to me, if we're talking Buccaneers, we're talking Doug Martin, and I still think Vincent Jackson's risky. I really do. All right, real quick now, as T.O. is now officially a Seahawk, we talked about this last hour on the show. Uh, does he have the most fantasy value out of guys like T.O. and Chad Johnson and Randy Moss? Yes. Uh, I'd rank them T.O., Randy Moss, and then Chad Johnson, and I wouldn't want any one of them as more than a four or five. See, I would go with Moss out of that group just because I can't ever see myself starting T.O. or Chad Johnson on my team. But you could see Moss. Whereas if Randy Moss maybe catches lightning in a bottle, decides he wants to play, could I see myself starting him at some point? Yeah. He, again, he's a guy I don't really, I'm not interested in, but if I have to have one of them out of those three, these aging wideouts, I'd take him late. I'd take really late. I'm talking like 14th round in the draft. And you know what that Pantera signals? Signals the end of the show, my friends. Thanks for joining us on NFL Fantasy Live. I'm Jason Smith. He's Michael Fabiano. Nathan Zagura, the fantasy consultant. Up next, Series 210, XM87. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.